Welcome to Barrett Presents Brown Girls Love. Are you learning self-love? If so, you're in the right place, sis. Join me, your favorite homegirl, educator, and research practitioner of self-love literacies as I dive into the painfully beautiful, healing, funny, and spiritual knowings and stories of self-love. If you're a melanated woman and you know you deserve love, then let's journey together. Hey y'all, welcome. It's been a minute, but I'm back. We're back. Welcome to episode five of Brown Girls Love. If you didn't already know, I'm Barrett and I'm a passionate, positive, courageous woman, right? And I'm here to create a world of love, transformation, and impact for myself and my community. So, Today's episode, true love, sis, true love. Let me see where we starting, right? So first, let me say that love is who I be, the way I be, (laughs) and my way of being. Yes. I feel like I've come to a further definition of love, right? And this is super exciting for me to think about all the possibilities of where this can go. But I've been up to some things. I've been up to some things. And it's so ironic to me how my time out of school (laughs) really informs my work in school and not really vice versa as much. I have so many epiphanies and ideas and experiences where I really get to practice what I learn, practice what I study, practice what I theorize. It's very important to me that as a research practitioner of literacy, a leader in the field, that I don't just sit in the ivory tower and write and talk about all of it, but I can walk my talk, right? And so I was thinking, Bell Hooks. I started some of my first episodes around Bell Hooks, and so I want to draw on her now to refer to her definition of love and get to today's topic of true love, okay? So she says, echoing the work of Eric Fromm, he defines love as the will to extend oneself for the purpose of nurturing one's own or another spiritual growth. Explaining further, he continues, love is as love does. Love is an act of will, namely both an intention and an action. Will also implies choice. We do not have to love, we choose to love. Mm. Come on, hooks. (laughs) So one of the reasons why I really want to center today's episode around this quote and why I'm super excited is because she talks about love being a choice and the idea of it being a will to nurture ourselves and others. And I wonder... I've been wondering, to what end, right? 
we love love means we nurture we choose to nurture ourselves and others but why why right for what i feel like that's always my question why are we doing this why why would i choose to nurture myself and others and i think that i've come to realize that without a vision for life without a clear vision always you know malleable always a working vision that you can change and come back to and adapt what what am i loving for i found that i am so excited and thrilled about my vision for life that the love that I'm choosing, <laughs> man, it's just different. <laughs> so like maybe the first episode, second episode, I came on here. I, I, I told you that I was going to this amazing training and I'm, I'm in this training still. It's called Next Level. I'm on the, the second phase of it. And I came on, I was like, yeah. You know, I was really hype about my vision and my goals. And one of my goals was like, I'm going to find the true love of my life. That, that, that. In a year, you'll see. He'll be here, right? Well, guess what? <laughs> I found my true love. Yep. Sure did. I found my true love and my true love is me. Me. Hey, it's me. <laughs> so how did I arrive at this? And I'm so excited because I feel real smart because I set a goal of a year and I found true love in a couple months. My vision. I'm grounded in my vision for life. I'm grounded to be the source of love, transformation, and impact for myself and others. To me, that looks like first being really, really super concrete about what I want out of life. Not just like, some grandiose pie in the sky. You know, I think I want to go after this, but I'm super clear now about what I want for my health, my wealth, my well-being, my finance, finances, my career, love, romance, friends, family, giving back, how I want to contribute to the world, and even how I want to have fun. I have a vision for all of that, and I have concrete goals and timelines that align to my vision for life. I get so excited talking about this. I choose every day choose to live because i'm so 
stoked, stoked about having an opportunity to walk closer to that vision. And that means nurturing myself. That means really pulling back the hood, you know, and re-examining how I show up and also re-examining and becoming more aware about how I deal with the turbulence of life. Because I know I love myself too damn much not to choose to live even in the most, you know, crazy, chaotic moments of life. For example, one of my goals in friends and family is to kind of like build out more of a deeper connection to men. And not necessarily, not sexually, <laughs> just really you know, building community with high quality men that I can learn from, build relationship with, do work in the community with, uh, strategize, give advice to, or support to. Um, and this deep connection that I'm seeking and, you know, friendships, I'm also seeking and it's part of my, I will find that with the men that I'm dating. Now, that my stance on all has changed a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, okay? So, I definitely, um, and shout out to Tora Sense on Clubhouse. She's like dropping jewels and gems every day in her lunchtime hour chat, but... Um, she talks about having deep connection and no attachment. And I've really been sitting with this, right? And have been playing with this idea and, and practice with men that I'm dating. I love myself enough to just honor the moment. Breathe, have great conversation, laugh a lot, be silly, have fun, smile, dance, <laughs> be active, um, and without all of the alcohol, and not just with men, not just with men I'm dating, but also friends and family, you know, what does it mean to really deeply connect with without those expectations, right, that I talked about on You Gonna Get the Real, shout out to that podcast. I did a segment and I was really hip to not having expectations. And I think that 
you know, co-mingling with this idea, this idea that Taurus Sense talks about is really not being attached to the outcomes of things, you know? Nurturing myself and not making up stories, like I said, right? Having the power and the agency to interpret the moment for what it is right now, you know? Doesn't always have to be a long time to be a good time. And I just found myself relishing <laughs> and happy and excited to connect with people. Connect with people that I haven't talked to in a long time. Connect to new humans. Connect to, you know, just having moments with people because relationships are super important to me and and my vision and how I want to carry out life. So also, shifting gears, just a little bit. Did I talk to y'all about anime? So, anime and the dark fantastic. Now, you've probably heard of anime. Maybe, maybe the dark fantastic. Shout out to Dr. Ebony Elizabeth Thomas, also my storyboard, who is an amazing, brilliant professor, um, scholar, thinker, woman, right? Who wrote this book called The Dark Fantastic. And I've been, you know, I've had it for some time. And now that things have slowed down a bit with school, I've been just enjoying the mess out of this book okay this book is so delicious <laughs> this book has just like my mind and why the dark fantastic so she talks about the cycles that black women black female characters have played um or have been cast in novels and films like the hunger games um and and the ways in which they go through this cycle, the dark fan fantastic cycle of like violence and, you know, hesitation about, you know, the motives of the characters. And, you know, there's these tropes or these archetypes that uh, is connoted with darkness that can be parallel to the idea of black folks and black characters. If you think about Rue and the Hunger Games and, she talks about, okay, I could go, <laughs> okay, the book is amazing. And one of, anime, the book, one of the reasons why I love the book is because as a child, I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to read Harry Potter, you know, I wasn't really into sci-fi, things like that. I had Pokemon cards, but it was just more of the motions of it. But I never really saw myself fitting into that space or the genre. I never really thought it was for me. But the way Ebony writes about imagination and the collective imagination of Black folks being somewhat stifled, if you will, and what it means to me to be able to imagine new possibilities, 
not just in text, not just thinking about what that means for young black girls. I'm so, oh, I'm getting so excited just to think about the connection between imagination, collective imagination, possibilities, literacy, and love, right? For me, choosing to love means choosing to see possibilities, choosing to live in the micro small moments of the day when you, when I have made a decision to shift out of default ways of being that no longer serve me and step into the passionate, positive, courageous woman that I know I am so that I can move towards, walk towards, walk in my talk towards my vision and my goals. That's love. That's love. For so long, I felt stuck. You know, it's like I had love talking about it. And, and what was I doing with it? Love for what? So, I've been thinking about anime. <laughs> I never really liked it. Um, it didn't feel like it was for me, but I have a great imagination. And so, I leaned into the possibilities and turned on Netflix. And I've been watching The Seven Deadly Sins. And it's everything. And I think it's amazing how I can make a connection between this utopian, just other dimensional world of anime that I'm really learning about just now to what it means for me to have an imagination, to move towards something greater, to, to stay with, to think about opportunities. And while I'm in that, moving in action and and not being stuck because life is too beautiful to be stuck you feel me you feel me <laughs> all right so i want to let you know that i'm saying all this and it all of this is practiced um a lot of things still happen right life is still happening and there's only so much that I can actually control. For example, I lost my keys not too long ago. Then lost my card not too long ago, right? Um, I had a situation with my father, right? He's in real need of real care. And I talked about in earlier episodes the the pain that I went through, that I had gone through dealing with my father who was an alcoholic. And right now he needs my help, right? I found out not too long ago that he needs more help than I thought that I even knew he needed. And there was a moment when I found out that my old ways of being was like, popped up she popped up you want to call her my inner child let's call her that baby barrett she popped up and she was like oh no it feels like it's time to panic oh no 
Maybe we could start thinking about all the things that could go wrong. Oh no, aren't you mad? Oh no, how can you even think about making a move right now? You have this to do and that job over there to do and no money over there to get to and those people to tend to and that curriculum to write, right? There's so many things going on. I could have chose to be a victim to my circumstances, but I did not. You know? You know what I did? I took a breath. And in that breath, I thought back to why would I choose to nurture myself right now. They asked me what I do and who I do it for. <laughs> Why? You know? And so I cried. I did feel overwhelmed. I cried. I let myself feel. And I cried some more. And then, you know, I deserve to take action. I deserve to live. I deserve to enjoy my day and enjoy my work and to stand in who I know I really am. That's love. See, everything that has to do with him, it don't really have anything to do with me, so I don't have to take any of it personally. The only thing that I need to do is to take my love and to move it towards my vision use it towards my goals, create a world of love, transformation, and impact for myself and others. And that feels like a sturdy backbone of love that I ain't never had before. And I like it. <laughs> I'm so happy that I found my true love. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> so, if there's anything that I hope I could give you today is some inspiration because what I've also learned is that I like, I love inspiring others even more than I love feeling inspired. Like, it means so much to me that the ladies, that the brown girls who are listening to this, you know, you can start to step into who you really are. You know? I'm a passionate, positive, courageous woman, but who are you? What are you loving for? Who are you loving for? It has to be you first. And so, you know, I charge you to figure out who you really are. Keep it simple. Keep it, keep it sweet. Keep it simple. And choose to step in that, right? And until next time, is that where we're going to end? <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. See you on episode six of Brown Girls Love.
That's it for this week's episode of Barrett Presents Brown Girls Love. Be sure to follow Brown Girls Love on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss the next episode. And also follow on Instagram at browngirlslove underscore. I'm Barrett, and until next time, keep loving yourself, sis. Thank you.